Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun, you're all captains in our book. No matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. I said please. Captain's orders. And we're also brought to you by SeatGeek the best app for buying and selling tickets to sporting events, concerts, and more. For $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on any game or sporting event, all you have to do is use promo code ODDS. O-D-D-S. Download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com. And now, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. All right, welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Before we start today, on TheRinger.com, staff writer Kevin O'Connor broke down how the Thunder could fill the void left by Andre Robertson's injury before the trade deadline. Be sure to check it out. And also, check out our newly branded Heat Check podcast, airing Mondays on The Ringer NBA Show, hosted by John Gonzalez. And also, check out our general manager, CEO of this podcast, with us right now, Tate Frazier. What's happening, Tate? How's it going, Sal? Good to see you. Tate, or hear you, at least. Well, I see you right there. But what? I, I, you're not yourself. I could tell you're thinking nonstop about this Duke-North Carolina game. Mm-hmm. You're ner- All week you were tweeting about it. You're nervous? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not nervous. It's just that time of the year. You know, you got to get excited. I got to show people what the rivalry really is, which is people trolling me and talking shit back to me. So right. uh, th- that's all I could do this week was put it out there. It's all about the rivalry. So I'm excited. I wouldn't say nervous. Anxious is probably the right word. I didn't see the line, but it's got to be close to a pick maybe even Duke favorite, right? You have seven losses. Duke has four. But uh, what, are they pick them? I don't, I don't expect you to know. I think it's a one and a half favorite Carolina at home getting the uh, okay. the, the home crowd bump. But uh, yeah, I, I would think Duke would be favored, but Vegas likes Carolina tomorrow. Yeah. Is there anything worse for you than like a home loss to Duke? Like even if you lost in the third round of the NCAA playoffs or uh, conf- uh, tournament? No, the worst thing is uh, last year Carolina lost to Duke twice and uh, and then won the title. And it's it's tough to win a title, but also and then lose the series to them. So yeah, uh, time for re- uh, revenge this year, I think. Yeah, because the Twitter trolls will be all over you. Of course, beat us, and that's of course. Right. Well, of course. listen, there's a lot to lot to talk about coming up a little later. Vice President of Race and Sportsbook Operations at the Westgate Las Vegas Casino and Resort, Jay Cornegay, is with us. Uh, he'll join us. At, I, yeah, I have to find out how Westgate did. I heard the books got killed for the Super Bowl. Then I heard some of them made seven figures. I know 158 million went through Nevada casinos uh, or sportsbooks, rather, shattering the new record for a Super Bowl, and I'd like to find out exactly how much uh, Jay personally pocketed from the coin toss. I wonder if he has to declare that. We'll find out. But before we get to Jay, let's introduce my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Darren the Parlay Kid, Brother Bry, and Harry. What's going on, fellas? What's up, Sal? What's going on, buddy? (laughs) Is Harry there? Harry, I didn't hear you. I was, I was. I'm here. Sal. Are you I'm the here. Are you the I first one? Up. He's probably stuffing his face. Harry took fifty two hundred dollars from me this weekend. We've been <laughs> friends for I don't know twenty five years. Tate was there. It was a Super Bowl. You could watch it go down on the Ringer Twitter feed. We recorded Harry um, weighing in. I had bet him back in May that he couldn't lose fifty two pounds by Super Bowl fifty two. You got on the scale. You needed to go one ninety four point eight. And what was it, Harry? What was the reading? 
Or one ninety one. Give give me the money back. Give me the money back. I'll, I'll take Boy, it. Boy, give yeah. One ninety one point eight. Tate, was that what it? Yeah, what it was. That's what it was. Down. Yes. Point six. You were three yeah. three pounds so we, under. We did it. We did it. You starved yourself. You gave yourself an enema. You you did did you did a cleanse? Did, did the did the did the cleanse for five days? Starved myself for six to to seal the deal. Brother Bry, Parlay Kid, you wrestled for many many years. Parlay Kid, you you coached wrestling for decades. Have you ever seen a man or a woman that was not involved in wrestling lose eight pounds? I mean, I think this time last week on the podcast you were two hundred point three or something. You lost over eight right. pounds. In three days, Parlay Kid, you ever seen anything like that? Uh, kudos to Harry. I mean, I've seen wrestlers do it, Sal. Uh, you know, the famous uh, Schultz story um, when he lost uh, about 15 pounds in literally like an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have done it before, but in terms of just the uh, the regular man or regular woman uh, to lose that type of weight, kudos. Although Harry's the first person I've ever really met though that has used an enema too. So yeah, kudos to him. Congratulations to Harry. A little bit selfish on Harry's part because while he's winning $5,200, he's given out nothing but losers to the listeners. So right. maybe yeah. you can get back on track for, for the for the listeners yourself. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, Harry bought like $100 yeah. worth of Girl Scout cookies immediately. I, I can't even imagine. Do you have any idea what you weigh right now, Harry? Uh, no, you know what? Uh, I, really, honestly, I haven't ate that bad. Uh, I, did, uh, <laughs> I did have my uh, Sonic shake last night, which is fantastic. Yeah, but uh, other than that, I haven't uh, I, today. For I've been all been all over the place doing stuff for Ken, running around town. I haven't ate today. I haven't ate yet. So as soon as we're done with this, I'll have dinner. But, uh, you, you haven't eaten, Harry. You haven't eaten. Not that I haven't ate. You, you give. <laughs> I mean, we both graduated to Swigo. I feel like I need to correct you here. Yeah. Uh, all right. So fifty two hundred dollars. Yeah, brother Bry, what do you what do you take of this? Uh, is there any other challenge? I challenge him to gain fifty three pounds by Super Bowl fifty three, and I'd give him fifty three hundred dollars. But I figure, why challenge him? Why don't we just sit back and watch it happen? Right? I, I, I won't I have to pay him. Do it for free. <laughs> I know. I was thinking the same thing. We were talking about that. We would say that would be way too easy for him to gain fifty three pounds in fifty three. Darren has really some good was. other. Uh, Darren can speak about it, but Darren had some other. Good suggestions that were probably a little bit better than the weight gain. Yeah. Right there? Yes. Yeah, I, I thought, you know, I threw out there because this was great with Harry. I think it definitely uh, sparked interest amongst the listeners. And, uh, it, you know, for us, it was fun to watch Harry go through this. But now, so, to me, the next step is finding Harry some love, right? Finding him a woman out there. Mm. So I've, my, my first pitch was 53 dates. By Super Bowl Fifty Three. <laughs> how about how about how about one? <laughs> yeah, let's let, one? let's shoot high. Hey, let's hey, shoot high. One? We'll shoot high with one. Uh, Fifty three first dates with Harry. <laughs> well, let's figure this out. First of all, uh, Parley Kid says a woman. It is a woman you're looking for, Harry. It's a woman. It's for sure. sure it's for sure a Why woman. Not? All right, Tate. What? How many people listen to this podcast on a, on a good? A good week, we're in the hundred thousand range. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So, would you say half of one percent are women listening to this, or is that even too high? <laughs> that's about right. Maybe I, I would say maybe 1%. Let's one percent. Let's give them the one percent. Oh boy, that's okay. All right, so that's that what would be that? that would be a thousand. <laughs> let's say five hundred women listen. I bet there are some reluctantly have to listen in the car with mm-hmm. their husband or boyfriend or whatever. But five hundred women, 
If you're at all interested in Harry, we'll put a, a picture up. I mean, he's looking good at, at 190 pounds, 192 pounds. Uh, email us at CousinSalAgainstAllOdds at gmail.com. I would say send the picture, but don't don't even bother. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever you look like, it's fine. Right, Harry? <laughs> sure. Hey, I'm, uh, I don't discriminate. There you go. He doesn't discriminate. All right. Well, listen, we're back. Football's over. There's a lot going on. I don't want everyone to think that this podcast is going away. We have a lot on our wagering plate in the next few months. We have uh, Winter Olympics actually start this week. We're going to talk about uh, Winter Olympic props. I'm, I'm not even joking in a little bit. Uh, the Oscars are coming up. We'll have Oscar props, NCAA tournament, of course. We're going to have Tate and Titus on. They'll, they'll talk us through that, how to make some money there. Maybe a little WrestleMania talk. Then baseball starts. We'll have props. Uh, the Masters, Joe House will be on. Then right back to NFL draft props. Takes us right into NBA playoffs, World Cup, hot dog eating contests, realtors of poker. And then football, just like that, staring us right in the face. But before we move on to all that, let's wrap up football. Let's go over our best bets. You know, I had New England losing to Green Bay in the Super Bowl from the beginning of the year. And I'm very proud of myself. I had New England losing in the Super Bowl. But no, I, I thought almost all year long the AFC was a two-team race. The Jags surprised me, made it a three-team race, and there were a couple plays from making the Super Bowl. And then going into this, the playoffs, I would have picked four NFC playoff teams to beat the Eagles. I thought the Rams, the Vikings, the Saints, Panthers, they all had it. I didn't believe in Nick Foles. It bit me in the ass hard. Someone who did believe in him, though, Darren the Parlay Kid. What was your best bet for the Super Bowl, Darren? Yeah, so, you know, we talked about that last week. I think, uh, boy, Foles was fantastic uh, throughout the playoffs. Uh, he got better and better. And we talked about I talked about it last week about, you know, him just getting more reps and getting more comfortable with re- these receivers week after week. And it really did show. And uh, what, a, what a great performance by him. So my best bet this week was uh, I had the Eagles and the over on a tease. Yeah. And, um I tell you, it's, once it was seven nothing, I felt like that tease is hitting right. Eagles are getting ten and a half. It's got to go over forty two. I think it was three uh, nothing. Wasn't it three felt, nothing? I felt right away like that's right. that's hitting. Yeah, yeah, it was three nothing. Three nothing. That's all right. No, I oh, know. Well, it was three nothing. Yeah, I felt good. I, you know what? You're right. So it was three nothing, but it felt like seven nothing. Yeah, the Eagles. It was such an easy drive. Mm-hmm. They came right down, right? And yeah. uh, you, just, you just had the feel of a high scoring game. I had the feel of a high scoring game. Yeah, they were pretty good. They, I mean, uh, the, the defenses took the day off for sure, but uh, Foles made some really nice throws, really good throws. Yeah, I, I counted them out. For a year where I felt um, the offensive production, I thought, during the year was kind of down, right? Mm-hmm. Um, throughout the league, uh, maybe some lowest scoring games. There wasn't as many high scoring games, but man, the Super Bowl, and it's, if that was, if the NFL could play out like that almost every week, the ratings would be much better. That that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so maybe there's a formula in there that they can find uh, within that Super Bowl. Uh, you know that boy that was exciting. Uh, you know my wife was excited for the game. Every everybody was excited. People that no- normally aren't. So they got to they got to bottle that and hopefully bring that into next season and uh, yeah, they'll get those ratings. It's back. definitely nice that Nick Foles is a good quarterback now and he'll, he could maybe go to another team, if not this <laughs> upcoming year, another year, you know, next year or something. And, you know, same situation in Minnesota. They have 
potentially three decent quarterbacks that people are going to want to watch, and they'll have to part with one or two, and they'll that could be end up on a on a team. What are they talking about? Uh, and Kirk Cousins, I think I, last time I saw, is plus one fifty to join the uh, Broncos. And like, how many times did we look at a Broncos line and say, "Oh, I love them this week if they had a quarterback I trusted." That that would be a fun team too. So yeah, maybe they'll keep it going, brother Bry. You had under, I mean, under one and a half yards shortest touchdown. What a great, what a great bet that is every week. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, man, that hit on eight out of eleven times in the playoffs. That hit most of the playoffs last year too. So right, that was easy money. I know you chose that as your best bet as well. So uh-huh. uh, that worked out really well. Um, I also in the, I was pretty much on fire. I think for this whole that whole Super Bowl, which thank God for me because I've just had a terrible terrible season in general so i think i hit on most of my props i had the eagles first half i had the eagles to win once the game went into the second half i, I couldn't really couldn't do any wrong i had blount to score a touchdown jesus yeah everything went, went right for me. you nailed it you nailed it and someone who didn't nail it harry whose best bet he got a little cute with this he had uh, harry why don't you I, I can't even say it why don't you tell everybody sure, what sure, your best uh, bet was how, i mean for his for how easy Parlay Kid and Brian's bet won. Mine was the exact opposite. I had the Lakers in Oklahoma City earlier in the day on Sunday. Uh, points combined and plus 79 and a half points versus Tom Brady passing yards. Uh, I did tout Philly's defense that they had been really great against the Falcons and the Vikings in the playoffs and only gave up eight and a half points combined or on average for both games. And this was just an atrocity of a bet. It was so disgusting. I mean, we were watching it the first time. I was really focused into the NBA for a game, uh, I think, all year, watching and being involved. And it was we were watching it, and I was just throwing around your pillows all over the place, mm. throwing around your son's toys all over the place. It's disgusting. The team combined for 15 missed free throws, 37 turnovers. Lakers only had eight fast break points the whole game. It was so frustrating to watch. Uh, and well, I, Harry, it, would, it, would, it wouldn't have mattered. Ma- if that final score <laughs> no, was, right. if that final score was 253 to 250, away. you lose. I mean, that's... I lost by, <laughs> I lost by 213 and a half yards. Four points, but I right. Get it, yeah. But I'm, a real, I'm the real dummy because I bet against Brady. Lost by 213 and a half yards. Tate, that might be the worst Super Bowl bet of all time. I mean, it, it, it was done by 11.15 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. <laughs> Harry, what made you believe in the Lakers and the Thunder? Well, like my, the stats that I threw out there, the numbers were like, they're averaging, they're averaging uh, You're right. about 135 points against each other on the week, uh, for points they're scoring on the weekend for the past month and a half. I thought with no defense playing, especially on Friday. <laughs> When I, I even liked it even more on Saturday because uh, on Friday night they both laid eggs and only scored 100 points each. On Friday, I loved it even more, and I still get smoked by 213 and a half yards. All but Harry, you had to figure out a minimum, right? Brady was still thrown for two. Like worst case, he was thrown for 270, right? Sure. 275. That's worse. Sure. Yeah. But boy, <laughs> man, Philly's defense looked really good against the Vikings and Falcons. They couldn't move. Uh, they couldn't move the ball at all, those two teams. All right. I don't know if we're helping Harry's uh, romantic library. I don't know if any girls listening are turned on by any of this. But, yes, Harry <laughs> did lose a Super Bowl bet by 223.5 or 13.5 yards or point, whatever the frick he did. I don't know what he did here. Uh, we also did uh, a thing for Bovada. We did a charity thing. We, we filled out their party 
prop list. And Brother Bry wins $500 for his charity. That check's getting written. And the rest of us, um, we were very close, but we lost. I like the idea that those afflicted with uh, autism and lupus lost because um, NBC only saw show Giselle Bunchen one and a half time, one time and not two. It's a weird, weird world <laughs> we live in. Uh, crazy. And what was the other thing? Oh, we had the first touchdown pool. Um, we spread out 200 fake dollars in $5 increments, and we all bet who was going to score the first touchdown of all 11 playoff games. You could spread it out however you wanted. And uh, I did it. Nobody won on the Super Bowl. I think I picked three out of 11 games right and won the pool with 430 fake dollars. So these guys owe me 143.33 each, I think. So, yeah, that worked out great. We'll tweak that a little. I mean, I'm just really good at it, but we could tweak it to uh, to make it a little <laughs> less lucky uh, next year. All right. Listen, what we neglected, what we did do is we neglected all the other leagues. There was a lot going on, and I apologize, but this fall we neglected it. We were so focused on football. Let's uh, go through the other leagues and talk about gambling, what the odds are for some of this. Now, the NBA, the Cavs, who I have winning the Eastern Conference and playing Golden State, I have a ticket for that. I think Simmons has it, Joe House has it. I don't know what the odds are. A little better than even a one. That's not happening, and I'm not even sure they make the playoffs. Uh, I, I thought it was crazy to suggest that they won't. But let's read some of these um, futility facts eight against the spread, and this is from Todd Furman. I want to give credit where credit's due because there's a, there's a lot of feuds going on on Twitter between uh, gambling gurus, and I don't want to be part of one. Todd Furman says 14-37 and 37 against the spread overall. That's the Cavs, 14-37. and 8-32 and 32 against the spread when favored. Two and eleven against the spread over a loss by ten or more. Four and twenty against the spread when playing a team with a losing record. Five and seventeen against the spread versus poor defensive teams allowing over hundred and six points per game. That is unbelievable, brother Bry. We've stayed away, but why are we not just betting against the Cavs? Why are we not just betting against the Browns? Why do we make this so hard on ourselves and we lose with like who do we have? We had Golden State last night. I had freaking Villanova today. Why don't we just pick our spots with this Cavs team? Well, I know. That's the thing, right? Yesterday we were saying, oh, uh, I think the Cavs were favored by seven in, in Orlando, which didn't seem right. We both we both said that, and then neither of us took that, and we took the Warriors uh, minus 500, mm-hmm. and uh, that didn't work out. But, yeah, we've been saying that since September. If we just bet against the city of Cleveland, right, we'd be millionaires at this point. Yeah, yeah. But if you want to look at the East now, the Celtics are plus 210, the Cavs are plus 210, and Toronto is plus 260. Darren, do you want to take a flyer on Toronto, or are we just excited because they beat the Celtics? I'm not sure if this is a reactionary pick or what. Yes, Sal. I don't – boy, it's 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 wide open. Um, you know, I still think you – know, looking at the odds, boy, I, right, the Cavs and Celtics are still uh, – I think the co-favorites still to win the East. Uh-huh. I, I and like you're saying, I think the cat they're both plus 210. Am I right when I say that? At least, uh, yeah, I, I, I was right when I said I, it 20 I, seconds ago. <laughs> 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 you, you sure did. All right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no, it's, uh, I mean, Toronto's and, uh, a t- it's, it's, it's tough. It would be tough to take uh, Toronto over those teams right now. Uh, though, yeah, it? No, I, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, people like Toronto. I, you know, I, I wrote down another sleeper, Sal. I think, go ahead. Um, since they got rid of Jason Kidd, the, the Milwaukee Bucks have played pretty well. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I think they got possibly, you know, next to LeBron, the, the, the best player in the East. Yeah. Uh, and 
uh, at, you know, at 15 to one, I think, you know, and they, they played pretty well in the playoffs last year. Right. Uh, I think they maybe, maybe could be peaking at that time. Mm-hmm. I would take a flyer on them. And I really also don't mind the wizards at 18 to one. I know this whole wall thing and, mm-hmm. Uh, but Wall might be humbled a little bit now. I know he's not really expressing that, at least through uh, some of his uh, his Twitter account with his with his teammates. Um, but you know they are winning without him. He might be humbled. Maybe he'll come back play more of a team game. And you know those the Wizards, the Bucks. I feel like they have young, fresh legs, yeah. and that can bode well in the playoffs, especially in the East. And I think Toronto's right there uh, as well. I tell you, at this point, it's hard to believe because we've been we. In the past, we might have been fooled by this, but I just don't see the Cavs really picking the pieces up for this thing. I just don't see it happening. Uh, besides LeBron, the rest of that team, quite frankly, it's awful. Well, they, I, they, they're awful. I was thinking, like, Tate, what, what's your feeling on this? I was thinking the Cavs, I'm like, how do they not make a move? They're going to not forget about losing this year or not, not competing this year deep into the playoffs, but... They're going to lose LeBron. Don't they care? They have this chip. They can they could trade a pick. They could do nice things maybe defensively. Maybe one player could spark them. But is it at the point where the, the front office is like, forget it. We're going to lose LeBron anyway. It doesn't matter. Do they know something that we don't know? Or what's with this team? Yeah, it sort of seems like LeBron doesn't want to help out Dan Gilbert. Uh, and Dan Gilbert doesn't want to help out LeBron. And and we're, it's the same stalemate we've been stuck at before, and it seems like it's finally reached its head. And uh, I don't know. Yep. I heard Windhorse saying uh, today on ESPN that, uh, you know, the guy he knows everything about LeBron, that LeBron, when he sees Isaiah Thomas, all he can think about is the, uh, the decision made by Kyrie to get traded out of Cleveland, and he just can't get over it, even though he wants to be in Cleveland so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which just, it just sounds like too much drama there to figure out. But I was going to say, Parlay Kid, the Bucks are my team too I, I would really watch out for them they, they're like the warriors yeah, they're like the warriors 2013 kind of thing it hmm. feels like you, you're kind of feeling that right i'm kind of feeling that I, that's how i feel about them some young fresh legs a lot of length on that team i i like them i like them all right i think they're uh 15 to 1 to 1 east 15 to 1 is that what it would be yeah. wow yeah, all right correct. interesting uh Cavs are down six, down yeah they're down 66 <laughs> 64 at half uh to minnesota so it could be another Losing venture for them. Oh gosh, Harry, <laughs> Harry, let's go out west for a minute. Your big bet of the year was uh, Oklahoma City under. I know they screwed you on Sunday by not scoring uh, two hundred and sixty points, but you had them under forty nine and a half wins. Was that the I did number? Have them under forty nine and a half wins at plus one sixty. Uh-huh. Uh, the thirty one and twenty four. They're sitting at, as uh, I believe the five seed right now in the West. This team really plays only when it wants to, like they did last night against Golden State, which is which goes to figure that they did play last night, not Sunday. Friday tonight, they didn't play well either. Uh, Billy Donovan, just, just watching this team, he does not come up with any offensive plays. He comes up with zero. You see him standing on the sidelines. He doesn't call anything. Carmelo Anthony does nothing except hang out around the three-point line, and he's hoping Westbrook gives him the ball after Westbrook dribbles the ball for 15 seconds at the top of the key every single time. No one's setting picks. No one's moving. Uh, Steven Adams has uh, uh, been a a bright spot for that team. He's averaging almost a double-double, but overall this team still does not gel like they're supposed to. They are not a threat in the playoffs uh, in the West. I mean, like I said, it's the number five seed. I could see them being bounced immediately because if they're playing Minnesota, 
uh, at this point, Minnesota would take them down easily, I feel. All right. Yeah, over under was 49 and a half. They're on pace for, I think, 46 and 36. So it could be a little close. They, they, every time they seem to go on a run, then they, they take like a Laker loss or something stupid. Exactly. And, uh, well, that's the right. thing. We should, we should really look at their odds. Like when they're big favorites to go against them and then when they're big underdogs to take them because it seems like, you know, if Westbrook really has, a chip, if Westbrook has really a chip on his shoulder, it seems like those games they play pretty well. But yep. you know, you're, you're always seeing – I mean, I've had them too throughout the year, like minus 300, minus 400, losing games, you know, back-to-back. So Yeah. All right, so we'll, we'll definitely uh, be covering the NBA in the next few months for sure. Uh, the NCAA tournament's right around the corner. Conference tournament probably in probably in like three weeks, four weeks, probably in four weeks, I think. Tate, Tate will have you and Titus on. Let's go through it real quick. Villanova at four to one, although they just uh, they just lost to St. John's. Miserable. I don't know what St. John's is doing here. They upset Duke. They New York's to, team. They're Villanova. back. Yeah, you're not kidding. Chris Mullen. Uh, Nova four to one, Michigan State five to one, Virginia six to one. God, they play the only ones that play defense. <laughs> Duke six to one, Purdue seven to one. Tate, your Tar Heels thirty to one. Mm. Do you like anyone in that that grouping, or would you even go further down the the roster? Yeah, it's sort of like, uh, do you want to play favorites? I mean, my my three favorite teams that I would watch out for: are Villanova, Virginia, Michigan State. Uh, especially Villanova and Virginia, even though Villanova obviously just lost. You just mentioned that. Uh, North Carolina, you can't trust. Kentucky, you can't trust. Kansas, you can't trust. Those are three teams that usually are on the radar uh, that you can put money on. Um, looking down at, at some of the other teams, Texas Tech is one team that really stands out. I think they're like 25 to 1, 20 to 1 right now. They're number seven in the nation. Chris Beard's a really good coach, uh, and they seem to have something rolling there. And they have th- this point guard that's one of the best point guards in the country getting up for koozie awards and, and all that sort of stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. That might be a sleeper team, Texas Tech, even though they're ranked so high. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think they're, they're thirty-three to one. I think actually, I'm seeing sixty to one for Texas Tech on uh, on Sportsbook.ag. Wow, that's, that's something. Yeah. Uh, but what, uh, brother Brian, we have West Virginia. Sometimes they seem to be they either dominate or close in these uh, in these in these top ten games or top twenty games. I could see them thirty-five right. to one. Do you like them a little bit? Yeah, they're not bad. You know, again, they're going to press. They're going to play good defense. I mean, Tate would know more than anybody. But uh, yeah, I think they're about thirty to one. I, I kind of. I kind of like that. I can see them going on a little bit of a run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's also some other good ones. Like, I know we had looked at this at the beginning of the year. Like, Xavier still, they're, you know, they're ranked, I think, number five. They're 28 to one. Cincinnati's mm. number six. They're 22 to one. Like Tate said, Texas Tech, you know, uh, they're ranked, I think, seventh. Yeah. Uh, I know Auburn's ranked like ninth. I don't know. I wouldn't trust a team like Auburn, but they're like 33 to one as well. So It's tough with a team like Cincinnati. They seem to murder everyone in that conference, but mm-hmm. you, you wonder how good. Any of those are. All right, Parley Kid, you're keeping an eye on hockey for us. Uh, Lightning, 5-1. Yep. to one. Vegas Knights, the greatest expansion team of all time, plus 650. Yep. Uh, I'm going to ask Jay Cornegay about them uh, later on. Nashville, yep. uh, defending runner-ups, if you will, plus 750 in the Penguins. Oh, I'm sorry, wait. Who won the Cup? Nashville really? won the Cup, right? Yeah. Plus 750. Oh, no, the Pens won the Cup. I'm confused. Pen- yeah. Penguins won. Yeah. Yep. Nashville plus seven fifty, Pens eight to one. You can get last year's finalists at plus seven fifty and, and eight to one. Is that you like them or you like someone else? No, no. I uh the Penguins aren't reaching the, the cup this year, so I, I don't I'm pretty I'm pretty confident in that. Uh yeah, I'm I'm glad we're talking a little hockey. Obviously about two months from now when the when the playoffs start, 
there's really nothing. Even the non-hockey fans can really appreciate the hockey playoffs. So, well, I'm sure in a couple months from now, we'll really be banging some of this stuff out. Yeah. Even Brother Bry and Harry will be really getting into it. Even you, Sal, uh, yeah. probably start enjoying that. Um, but, Sal, no, what is up? If the Vegas Knights, yeah. the Golden Knights, is there a better story in sports than this team yet? Nobody talks about it. No one cares. I know. This is an expansion team. Mm-hmm. You know, out of, the, out of the four majors, right? If this was any other sport, wouldn't they just be, it would be a huge story. Sure. Hockey, I know it flies under the radar, and it's the fourth of the four majors. But still, you're talking about a team, an expansion team full of, you know, some good players that were picked off rosters, some cast-offs, and career minor leaguers. They had the second most points in hockey style. Yeah. Right? They had the second most they're one point behind the Lightning. As you just said, they had the second-best odds to win the Stanley Cup. That being said, Sal, I think once the playoffs start, their run's going to come to an end. They might win a round. Uh, I think that's when uh, some of these other teams will step up the game. You're not going to see them in the Stanley Cup Finals. Sal, I'll give you a, a little early preview of what I'm thinking. All right. I, Sal, I'm a, I like the Predators to make it back to that. Mm-hmm. And I love the Bruins, Sal. I think the Bruins are going to win it all. Hmm. They're 10-1 to 1 right now. Uh, and if you want to even go Bruins, Preds right now to you know to meet each other, tw- it's twenty-one to one. I really like the odds on that. The Bruins play physical, yet they're skilled. They have good goaltending. I think they're coming out of the East, and we'll see. We still have a couple months left of this season, but gold, the, you know, the Golden Knights. What a great, great story they are, and they really deserve a little bit more attention than they get. Yeah. All right. Parley Kid says Bruins Preds could be the uh, could be looking at a Bruins Preds uh final. And uh, yeah, by the way, that, that, so when yeah. I did give my NHL picks back before the season started, uh-huh. I told you I I had Matt Barzal to win the rookie of the year, the Calder trophy mm-hmm. from the Islanders at twelve to one. I he's he's still right now he's plus one fifty. Uh but I gave I gave the fans that at twelve to one. All right. What a player that kid is, right Brian? Barzal oh. He's fantastic. He, I can't even believe he's not the favorite right now to win Rookie of the Year. That's a joke. Yeah. You have uh, this guy, Bob Bosner, Brock Bosner on um, Vancouver, who was the uh, all-star MVP. Uh, but Barzell's having a better year than that kid. He should get it. He's plus 150. People should jump on that. Our friend Nick Santora, yeah, big, big Islander fan, loves Barzell. He can't stop talking about him. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think – I think. Yeah, yeah, I really does. Say- yeah. Go ahead, bro. I'll stay with uh, Boston if you still like them. I think I saw them to win the, the Atlantic Division. I think they were like plus 500 today, even though they were only like three points back. Yeah, I, you know, I, I can still see like the Lightning winning that division. And as we know, division winners in hockey don't really mean much. Uh-huh. I really do. I think they are a good team. Boy, they're physical and they're skilled. And I think just that the cup at 10 to 1 is, is it's not bad. It's really right. not bad odds. All right, we'll be talking more hockey, and you know, in fact, we started this podcast in May, and I think like uh, those first couple of weeks, we were, we were talking hockey as much as we were talking uh, NBA playoffs. So, yeah, look forward to that. And we got Major League Baseball touch on, and it hasn't really started yet, uh, hasn't started at all. Astros, Dodgers, Yankees, six to one uh, to win the World Series, but Mets. Look at this, Todd Frazier signing. What a what a good deal that is! Adrian Gonzalez signing. Jay Bruce is back twenty to one. That's stealing money, folks. Twenty to one on the Mets. Uh, so yeah, we're going to be talking all those sports now that football's over. <laughs> so sad, but we're not done. And uh, and now a word from Stamps.com. Listen to this. 
Hey, Tate, I have bad news. What's that? Postage rates have gone up again. Oh, no. Yes, yes. But wait, I have good news. Ooh. Stamps.com can keep your rates down with postage discounts up to 40%. Pay 2016 prices for 2018 stamps. You can't even get these discounts at the post office. It's easy. First, Stamps.com will send you a digital scale to automatically calculate exact postage. They'll even help you decide the best class of mail based on your needs. Then, just use Stamps.com to buy and print the correct amount of postage for any letter, any package, any class of mail using your own computer and printer. The mail carrier picks it up. No more trips to the post office. Anything you could do at the post office, you could do right from your desk with Stamps.com. Tate, they sent me a, a scale the other day. Let, let me ask you, Tate. Would you, if you never had to go to the DMV again... When you take that deal? Absolutely. What about the dentist? Yes. Okay. But you can't do either of those two. What you can do is avoid the post office. Just join up at Stamps.com. Right now, you can enjoy the Stamps.com service with a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus postage and a digital scale. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in odds. That's Stamps.com. Enter O-D-D-S. All right, we're back now. The Winter Olympics starts Thursday. I don't know when you're listening to this, but Thursday night, it starts up. And we have some props to go over. Most gold medals. It's predicted that Norway will win the most gold medals. Uh, I'm sorry, Germany, minus 225. Norway, right behind them, minus 137. USA, <laughs> 4 to 1. Canada, 6 to 1. Most medals, Norway, plus 125, Germany, plus 175, USA, 3 to 1, Canada, 6 to 1, Russia, 25 to 1. Harry, which way are you going? There's a lot of props out there. There's a lot of what we don't know what we're talking about. I don't know. I feel like a little lull. I'm not that excited about the Winter Olympics. I don't know what it is. Um, you know, maybe if they did something where the the losing skater got got belted in the knee or something. Like, uh, they, they need to do something. Lead pipe, lead pipe to the knee for the bronze medalist. Got to do something to spice it up. Harry, what's your pick for the Winter Olympics? Yeah, I agree, Sal. It's got, something's got to, it's just, you know, we all look forward to the, to the, the Summer Olympics. The Winter Olympics just, you know, just uh, don't really even, <clears throat> to be honest, some of these events and everything, we don't even know what they are. It's just, it's amazing. How do you even, <laughs> you know, And uh, but, but whatever it is, I'm going with, I, I did some research and I'm going to put a little something on this. I'm going to take China. Over three and a half total gold gold medals at minus one fifty. Look, I did some research. Last Olympics, they are really, really good. They're known for the Summer Olympics, China, because they enter every single event. So hopefully, this is what happens in the Winter Olympics too with China. But they're really good at speed skating. They won the three gold medals women's speed skating last year, or excuse me, last Olympics, mm -hmm. and. In 2022, Beijing will be hosting the Winter Olympics. Bet you didn't know that, Parley kid. So, <laughs> obviously, China will want to exceed its three goals from the last medals, and they'll get into other events and other uh, competitions so they can get better at these uh, these uh, events. And I guess Xi Jinping and Hong Kong, I don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> no, that's right. That's they exactly right. Favorite. Yeah. Okay. They are the favorite to win the pair figure skating this year at even money. So if they can pull that off and they got three last Olympics and they're still really good at speed skating at over three and a half gold at minus 150, that's my play. All right. How could you argue with that, Tate? 
That's pretty good. Way to go, Harry. Good pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. See that, ladies? You're getting a He practically speaks uh, four different languages. Mr. International. There you go. There you go. All right. Brother Bry, what's your best pick for these uh, Winter Olympics? Well, it's funny. You guys said what would spice up the Winter Olympics, right? You know what would spice it up? Betting. I think that's yeah. the only way we could get through this, right? Mm-hmm. So I think... I think if we bet a lot on this, we'd have a little bit of fun. Again, like you said, we don't really know many of these. There's 11 biathlon events, which is crazy. I I can't even imagine watching one of them. But Mm -hmm. uh, what my my best prop that I like is, and I know this is very un-American. I'm sorry, but I like the U.S. under 10 and a half gold medals. So it seems like, and I'm basing basing this on the past. few uh, winter olympics but it seems like i'm sure everybody's betting the u.s over it seems like the number's a little bit inflated based on like all the projections i saw it looks like the u.s is probably projected to win about nine gold medals i know in the last three winter olympics they've won nine gold medals all three olympics so like i said i think it's a little bit a little bit inflated and you're probably going to get nine maybe ten maybe if the women's hockey team wins gold or i know there's a good guy in figure skating so if he wins then maybe you know you get to 10 or 11 but i think uh the play on this one's under i'm sorry america all right no that's good no let's listen the last day you're rooting against Lindsay vaughn that'll be fun <laughs> screaming at your television set <laughs> be good uh parlay kid are you going most medals or uh you're going most gold yeah medals? i'm going most medals sal mm-hmm. uh i think it can keep your attention throughout the whole olympics listen these kids work so hard. Think about how hard they work and uh, for years and years and years. And one slip-up and th- their dream is over, right? It's, it's, it could be that fleeting for them. Uh, so it's sometimes hard to watch uh, in that respect. Mm-hmm. But it's also hard to watch and just from the, respect, from, from the aspect of, it's, you know, from when you're coming off the football season, off the Super Bowl and the Olympics are starting, it, it is a downer for but guys like us that really follow the majors and, and other sports as well, boxing, MMA, uh, you know, Brian and I are big, uh, huge NCAA wrestling fans and stuff like that. you got the NCAA re- uh, basketball tournament coming up. Uh, and now you got the Olympics thrown in there. And, you know, not to take anything away from these tre- tremendous athletes. They really all are. Uh, but, yeah, I think betting, like Brian said, is really the, the way guys like us can yeah. keep an interest. So I'm going to go most medals. Uh, so let, let's face it. If we're going to go most medals here, and I know we got fans uh, in other countries, as you said, uh, right now Norway is, is the favorite uh, for uh, for most medals, uh, followed by Germany, USA, and Canada. In that order, um, Norway plus one twenty-five, Germany plus one seventy-five, USA plus three hundred for most medals. Some computer models are showing the United States to come out on top of this medal category. Huh. Maybe not for the amount of gold medals. But for the amount of total medals, All right. it's very close between them, Norway, them, Germany, and some different models. So I say at plus 300 for USA, why not? Yeah. That's who you're going to go with, right? I, why would I bet against USA? I put a little money on USA. It keeps me interested. So most medals, USA plus 300. I like that. All right. And you know, the Russians are 25 to 1. They're the fifth after you, you listed four. They're 20. I guess they just have too many guys. Uh, Suspended or, yeah, or the Olympic athletes from Russia or Sal or O A R. Oh, O R. Right. I'm sorry. It's O A R. Right. Yeah. yeah. 25 to 1. Yeah. But uh, they were obviously they're up on top in 2014 and yeah, not, nothing in 2010, obviously. But 
Yeah, I don't know. 25 to 1. You know, well, we're not betting Russia. What are we doing? What am I talking about? <laughs> All right, here's a I picked an individual here and like brother Bry, it's a it's it's not the most patriotic thing to do, but Mikhail Kingsbury from Canada to win the men's freestyle moguls at minus 187. Now, last year this guy claimed his sixth consecutive overall World Cup and gold medal. This is the only thing he hasn't won. He hasn't won gold in the uh, Winter Olympics. He's won two world championship golds. He holds an all-time record for the number of World Cup wins and podium finishes. They call him the Wayne Gretzky of mogul skiing. Uh, he's minus 187 to win the men's freestyle moguls. And, and he's on a box of Lucky Charms. Not Wheaties, Lucky Charms, but still great. Let's look out for this guy. Mikal Kingsbury, minus 187 to win the freestyle moguls. There you go. All right. Let's dip into our mailbag real quick because we have a lot of great fans out there. We really do. And one of them is Matt Friedman. He says, hi, Sal, brother, bride, Tate, Parlay Kid, and Harry. Wanted to email you guys how much I enjoyed listening to the podcast during football season. You guys do a great job providing the right amount of breakdown on bets. Not too much of an overload on math and trend stats. It's one of my favorite podcasts each week. Makes work that much better every Friday when I listen. We have... Listeners who are actually employed. That's great. The banter and camaraderie you all have makes this podcast stand out. It reminds me of how my friends and I sit around watching games, talking about the live lines. I'm already looking forward to AFC NFC preview pod ahead this fall. Hope you guys have a great Super Bowl. Well, I did not because my friend Harry took $5,200 from me. But thanks, Matt. See, not everyone is terrible out there. Matt Friedman writes. And uh, how about this? Oh, while we were talking Olympics, Nicholas Hal Bukowski. Hello, Darren. Harry. Sal, Brian, Tate, uh, are you any of you planning on betting on the events of the upcoming Winter Olympics? We are. If I can offer some advice, I think parlaying the gold for Canada men's and women's curling teams is a sure winner. Kevin Coe, the skip of Canada's men's team, is at the top of his game, and Rachel Homan, the skip of Canada's women's team, is a remarkable curler. All right, best of luck, Nicholas Howe Bukowski. What do we think? He's from Vancouver. Men's curling's minus 125, women's curling. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Funny. Let's take the curling It's team. funny. I was yep. almost going to do that uh, for my best bet. Really? Like those two. Because I did, I did see everybody like the, the men's and the women's team for Canada to win. And I think, yeah, you said they're like minus 120, minus 125, yeah. right? right in there. 125 yeah. and 110. Right, Tate, you're doing that Let's too. Let's do I think. it. Absolutely. All right. Let's do We're it. We're jumping on that. Let's not forget that. And finally, from... Mark Siegel, uh, watch the new 30 for 30 about Bill Belichick and Bill Parcells last night. Sal, has anyone ever told you you look like a young Parcells or at least a middle-aged Parcells? How dare you? If anything, <laughs> if anything, I'm a 13-year-old Andy Reid. Uh, also, <laughs> also, uh, also, Darren, Darren, I could see that. <laughs> what do you What do you mean you could see that? Definitely. Come on, Harry. I could see that. Harry loses a few. Your look at him. He's already judging the red carpet celebrities. All right. Also, another nickname for Tate could be Alex Tate Beck because, like Alex Trebek, Tate always seems to have the answers, but he has a computer to look up shit right in front of him. (laughs) We're on to you, Tate. Mark from Madison, Wisconsin. Well, I don't know. I don't like that. Tate, do you like that nickname? I don't know. I don't don't know if I can live up to the standards of Trebek. No, you probably can't. But listen, we, 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 we did find one that Tate, Tate, he doesn't love it, which is important. You can't love your nickname. You, it's preferable that you hate it, but it's it's kind of on, and I could see myself calling you this and the rest of us calling you this for a while, and a lot of people suggested it, and that's Master Tate. And I just think it's good because it's got dual meaning. It's It's got the dirty connotation, right, which you go to right away, and then just Master Tate. 
He's the master. So do we like that, Tate? I was in a long-distance relationship for two and a half years, you know? It works out in some ways. What do you mean? Oh, I got you. I got you. All right. See, I, even I'm slow. <laughs> I can't even pull it. Uh, let's go with Master Tate for a while and see how that goes. <laughs> Unless something better uh, pops out. Uh, but thank you to all your readers, all the readers, Cousin Sal, against all odds at gmail.com. All the listeners, they could write an email and uh, come up with new nicknames. Just tell us how great we're doing or, uh, or suggest um, uh, Winter Olympic bets. We're up for all of it. All right, guys, that's it. What do we have to plug? You guys have your Twitter handles ready? Harry, where are you? A-A-O Harry. <laughs> A-A-O Harry, and let's, you know, he's looking for a date. He's lost a lot of weight. He's looking good. I'm trying to get him <laughs> yeah, some love come now. come on, people. And with that, with that, what, Sal, earlier you said the percentage, yes, date, uh, what the percentage would be of women listeners, and you said, what, 1%? What are the chances that there's uh, – percentage of women listeners that live in the greater Phoenix area. Ooh. Oh, that percentage. No, I think you're going to have to move to like Australia or something <laughs> for this to work. Don't get greedy let's here. Let's get Harry. match.com to sponsor this thing. Oh, no, we could do that go. too. Let's do it. We could do that yeah, too. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, or maybe you could be part of the stamps.com. Darren, Darren, Harley <laughs> kid, you fill out my, Harley kid, you fill out my profile for me though. You got it. I don't think you, you want it, that. Right. I don't think you want that. Harley <laughs> kid, where can people find you? Yeah, at the Chalk Talker, Sal. He right. picked me up, people. You got it. And Brother Bry? Yeah, and I'm at BSZOK816. BSZOK816, Brother Bry. And, uh, yeah, oh, uh, Parley Kid, our our team, we're going, uh, we're in the counties, right? Is that what stage we're at in wrestling? Yeah, we're in the counties, Sal. We have a couple potential uh, county winners, especially one of them. We have a kid ranked first uh, so, in the county, uh, don't we? Yes, we do. His name is Joe Franzese. Uh, he's a neighbor of mine, too. So Nice. Uh, great kid. Going to be going to Columbia next year. So uh, let's root him on for a uh, county championship and hopefully a state championship as well this year. Beautiful. What's he, around 172 or something? What was his weight? Uh, it's 184. 184. Yeah, 182. 182. All right, Harry, you can get down to 182. You can wrestle this kid. Show him what you're made of. He would pin Harry and... Uh, Less than ten seconds. Really? <laughs> Guarantee. Listen, yes. I'm not. I'm not a wrestler. I'm a lover. There you go. <laughs> I don't think you're either. Really. All right, Tate. Where can people find you? Uh, at Tate Frazier. I was saying. I hope uh, Harry becomes a new Manti Teo pretty soon with eHarmony. Uh, we'll see if it works out. Uh, that's my. That's my Twitter at Tate Frazier. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. <laughs> By the way, Tate, Tate, you know, I looked up uh, the Mets signed um, Frazier. My cousin, you, Todd. Is he, is he really your cousin? <laughs> no, but I'll, I'll claim him. Whatever he goes it takes. by Flavor Frage on, uh, on Twitter. <laughs> yes. So yes. Don't, don't get those two confused. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks for coming on. And stay tuned for Jay Cornegay after these words. Hey, here's a fun fact. Unlike flights or other travel, hotel rates actually get cheaper at the last minute. In fact, Hotel Tonight partners with awesome hotels to help them sell their unsold rooms, which means you get amazing deals. All it takes is 10 seconds, just three taps and a swipe to book a room. No long, endless list of a zillion hotel choices. Hotel Tonight only shows you the best deals at the best hotels. Perfect for you if you're busy or you don't want to overthink things. Plus, you could book up to 100 days in advance in top destinations and up to a week in advance everywhere else book next week tonight book next month tonight 
Book Valentine's Day tonight. It's great for last-minute getaways or a quick staycation. Whether you're a planner or like to leave things to the very last minute, and with Hotel Tonight's HT Perks program, the more you book, the better the deals get. So start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels and download the Hotel Tonight app now. All right, welcome back to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Big game this past Sunday. A record $650 trillion was wagered, most of it on heads and green Gatorade. Now, I don't know the real numbers, but a man who does, the vice president of race and sports book operations at the Westgate Las Vegas Casino and Resort, Jay Cornegay is with us. Thanks for coming on, Jay. Good to show. How are you, bud? I'm, you know what? I'm exhausted from all the Super Bowl gambling analysis, and I, you run an actual Vegas sports book. I can't even imagine how you feel. How are you holding up after the big game? <laughs> We're a couple of days clear. Uh, so, you know, I told everybody I'd, you know, go golfing and, and <laughs> relax a little bit, and that's exactly what I did today. Good for you. Good for you. Now, that, now they're saying, the numbers came in, uh, I know I threw a fake number out yeah in the beginning, but $158 million wagered on the Super Bowl legally in Nevada sports books, up from 138 last year. Is this like the Jerry Lewis telethon where the number is just going to go up and up every year? Or do you see maybe if the Patriots are not in it, that it'll stabilize eventually? Um, I think it's going to continue to go up. I don't care who's in the game. It doesn't really matter. I know some people are tired of the Patriots being in there. So, uh, I saw that the TV ratings were down, uh, but you know, the ratings at the betting counter continue to go up. I I know those numbers came out, um, a couple of days ago as a 14% increase, I believe. Mm -hmm. And, um, just people love betting football, man. I mean, they might not watch it as much. They did, but uh, I'm telling you right now, the the betting numbers are just tremendous, and, and sports gaming is more popular than ever. Yeah, I believe it, and I, you know, I wondered like two weeks ago, were you guys rooting hard for the Patriots, or how would the Jaguars? What would the numbers? How would they compare? Jaguars, Eagles, Super Bowl. You may not have gotten 158 million for all of Nevada, but I, I, I also there's a theory that hey. It's not as great a game, so I have to put more money on it. Do you guys worry about that, or are you bulletproof at this point? Yeah, I don't. We're not concerned about it. Uh, I, I think that I mean Jacksonville doesn't really have a huge fan base, but it would have been interesting, intriguing to see that story evolve. But um, you know, there's like I said, there's so many people that are anti New England these days mm-hmm. that they're so tired of it that maybe a fresh face would have you know, been good, but, uh, it, it's just, it's just such a huge event. It's a huge party in Las Vegas. Right. I mean, these guys, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's, uh, two teams playing. There's a lot of parties Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I, I just, can, I, I think that this handle is just continue to go up, especially with the results this year. I mean, geez, Sal, they, they beat us up a bit and, uh, they, a lot of people won on these propositions. So I'm pretty sure those, We'll be back next year. Well, so okay, so that's what I want to talk to you about. This game, the Super Bowl. Now, did I, I was hearing all week long there's big Eagles money coming through the line. Where'd you guys open it at? Five or five and a half? We opened the Patriots five and a half, uh-huh. got down to four, you know, last Monday, or if, if we were at four for about four days. Mm-hmm. And, 
But uh, yeah, that, I mean, when when people are talking about you know the the game prior to Super Bowl Sunday, it's all about the game. Okay, what are you taking in on the game? Right. But when the results come out, it, it, it's it's compiled of not just the game, but halftime in progress, uh, the propositions in the futures. Now the futures, everybody kicked butt. I mean, it, everybody did really well in the futures, mm-hmm. and so that really countered all that Philadelphia money that we saw in our book. Personally, actually had a small winning day despite all this talk about Philadelphia money. And it's true, a lot of a lot of people did lose, but I I would base the results. Um, on house players. I think the public was really split on this game. Mm-hmm. And then book by book was really influenced by their top house players. Yeah. And then, so I would think that you guys probably lost on the money line, if I'm correct, but won on the spread and maybe lost a little on the total, but made, made, made it up on the props. Is that right? Um, well, I'll, Except for two things, we we got killed on the total oh, because did. that went from forty-seven right. and a half to forty-nine. Yeah, right. forty-nine and a half actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the propositions. No, the, you know there was. I mean, anytime we have a so-called track meet mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl, yeah, it's like a disaster. I mean, it. I mean, we had we had nine touchdowns in this game. Um, it was eight different players scored a touchdown. Yeah, I mean. I mean, Nick Foles scored a touchdown. <laughs> I'm like, are you re- receiving? I mean, how does that happen? So I, I tell you, as soon as that happened, I almost walked away for. I mean, I had a, I had a timeout. Oh, really? Okay? Yeah. So was, that was uh, a big moment, huh? Yeah. That yeah. That was my first timeout. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I used the other two in the third quarter, but um, <laughs> I, I tell you, it was, it was just some, some bad things were happening. Murphy Law, and I'm not looking for sympathy because everybody gets on me about that. I go, I'm just trying to explain to you what happened. So, right, uh, it's uh, yeah, it it was all good after that, but a uh, little disappointing overall. Yeah, no, I'm not going to give you any sympathy. Just like I didn't give Simmons any sympathy on Monday. I'm not. You can't sympathize with the casinos or the sports books or the uh, or the Patriots fans. They're kind of it's kind of one and the same, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't feel for. It. I, I mean, we had all these. You know, we had a, a good mix of jerseys in the book on Sunday, and uh, you know, you could see. I mean, the Philadelphia fans are, I mean, just, I mean, elated. They were celebrating. I mean, toasting and singing and all that, and it was a great, great atmosphere. Yeah. And then you see the New England fans, you know, sitting in their couches, sitting in the chair, and you know, they're on their phones, and and uh, you know, a little depressing. Right. right there, but I didn't feel sorry for him. No, you can't. You can't. Now, which props? Now, first of all, the Eagles and the over was the most popular teaser I've seen in a while for an underdog. I mean, everyone, all of my idiot friends, and they're not idiots because they won, jumped at Eagles plus 10 and a half and over, what, a 42 and a half, 43, somewhere in there. I feel like a lot of people collected on that. But aside from that, which props hurt you the most? Which ones helped you? You're right in saying that in the track meet, like people tend to bet the over. So like Amendola over four and a half receptions was done in the maybe the third quarter early, you know, and same with this yardage and everything else. Which ones hurt you? Well, of our top, let's say, 10 prop decisions, we lost nine of them. Okay, wow. let's just say that. So, 
I mean, it, it that's, I, I can't re- the last time we lost on propositions mm. was 1995 mm. when the 49ers demolished the Chargers, but it was a high-scoring game. Everybody went over. Everybody scored. You know, a, a bunch of crazy things happened. So it's been a while since we've lost on the propositions. But I will say, before I tell you some of these propositions, we lost um, more on this year's propositions than we did back in 95. So we had the worst Super Bowl ever hmm. for propositions. Wow. And it's headlined by, I mean, full scoring a touchdown was 8-1, to one, all right? Just scoring a touchdown. doesn't matter if he, you know, you know sneaks yeah. it in or mm-hmm. catches a pass. And so that was uh, the worst one we had. Uh, I mean, it goes on. We, we always have that proposition, and I'm pretty sure you're familiar with it. Total number of players to attempt to pass. Right. It's two and over a half. under two and a half. Uh-huh. That's right. Exactly. And, you know, they always bet the over. And so, you know, the only two things that are going to make it go over is a trick play or an injury. Right. All right. And, I mean, I think they had four guys attempt to pass there were on four. Sunday. Yep, and, there were four. Yeah, and then uh, Cooks. I mean, Cook. Cooks got uh, got hurt early. I think early in the second quarter. But we also had would he have a, a rushing attempt? Mm-hmm. And oh, uh, he did. He yeah, did. Uh, yeah, it was like I don't know third down or something. And that was plus a dollar seventy. Um, let's see, James White scored TD. Blunt scored TD. Not only that, we not only scored TD, but we also have props if they will score a TD in the first half. Mm-hmm. So it's like a double whammy. Right. So all those players that scored a TD, we all, we, we had propositions on all of them, whether or not they would score a TD, uh, like Clement, uh, of course, you know, Grant Gronkowski doesn't really matter to us. I mean, he's a star. We expect him probably to, you know, get the action, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, white, uh, Clement, Bulls, all of those guys scoring TDs really killed us. Yeah. And you know, uh, well, you know what? You shouldn't even pay out the uh, will Brandon Cooks get a, a a rush attempt because that should not count. When he he jumped crotch first into the fade, that that shouldn't count as a run. It was actually third and one. Instead of juking, I know none of this matters to you because as soon as they handed it off, it counted as a rush. But that that was one of the turning points of the game. And then they don't go for it on fourth. They kick the field goal. I think they missed the field goal there. So, but uh, I was gonna say. Yeah. Brady, you were saved though because Brady could have had a touchdown too. He's wide open with only daylight ahead of him, and he dropped that pass. Would that have been another eight to one or six to one against you? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, if he scores, yeah, that right. would have been another one. I mean, the only proposition. Well, there's two propositions that we had hefty decisions on that we actually won. Mm-hmm. One was the safety. Okay, we were just waiting for that one. Almost. And then uh, the other one. Oh yeah, and the other one was uh, a successful two-point conversion. Right. So those are the only. I mean, that wasn't as big. Uh, safety is always big, but uh, at that point, I mean, I mean, like I said, when, once Foles scored that touchdown, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is a disaster. That was bad news. <laughs> because we always try to. Re- I mean, we we rely on the propositions. It's kind of like icing on the cake and 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 gravy for us, but. Uh, 
they they really came back and bit us pretty hard this year. I was sitting with a buddy of mine, Daniel, who had safety as the last score, and I th- I don't know if that's twenty five to one or somewhere in there, maybe even thirty to one, and that was really close. Like Brady, and you you guys would have been hurt by that too. He sidestepped the rush and just got it out of there. I ended up moving it down the field for a uh, an attempted hail mary. Now about about that hail mary, you're sitting there, you're in the book. When he throws the Hail Mary and people are going nuts either way after it falls incomplete, do you have that Field of Dreams moment? Do you have like, ah, oh, look at this. Look what I built here. Isn't this nice? Like both sides going at it here. What what, what, what was the calamity like at that moment? Well, at, our, at, at that point in the game, the only thing we really needed for us was Philadelphia to win the game because we had a couple of house players in, 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 in house playing. They played heavy on the Patriots at halftime, minus seven, mm-hmm. even money. And then they played uh, hard on them again and in progress wagering as we got into the second half. So they really loaded up. Um, we had a huge parlay before the game even started the Patriots and over. So, you know, with all that, you know, in a bowl, we needed the Eagles just to win the game. And we were going to win more on the Eagles for the future book than we were the Patriots. So at least give us that. So gotcha. when they when when they threw that Hail Mary, well, I'm thinking, okay, I'm not thinking about the house that we built. I was thinking about <laughs> here we go again. And, you know, right. I'm thinking the worst thing. I'm thinking, and I don't know who it was. I can't remember. It might have been Hogan there. Um right there i had a chance at it it bounced yeah it just seemed like it yeah it held up there forever it was a nightmare and then when it bounced and he jumped i was like oh i saw it bounce but you know maybe the patriot magic is here and they'll they'll review this and somehow they'll give them the touchdown here i'm still not convinced uh three days later that that's it's not it's not over no i was just gonna say it's like okay here that we're thinking okay they're gonna catch this touchdown and then they're going to do the two-point conversion. Yep. Hey, overtime. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, we, we thought we were going to lose that. We actually, we had so much money on there not being an overtime. We actually needed overtime. Um, but oh. uh, um, that was one of the things that, uh, you know, like I said, the this, this successful two-point conversion went our way. Um, the halftime line uh, was Patriots minus seven, even mm-hmm. money. In a total of 27 and a half. Right. I guess what I'm asking, what was the live line, though? Did you have it at about even, even though they were down 10 at half? I saw plus 110 in some places, online books and stuff like that. Is that about what you had for the Patriots? Well, it did. I mean, it varied during the course of the game because we don't have in progress at halftime. We oh. just have the halftime number. I see. And then, I mean, as soon as, yeah, as soon as they start playing again, then we go into the in progress and that takes over until the end of the game. Gotcha. Yeah, that that's where I was like, all right, everyone relax. I know they're up 10, but we've seen this before. And the <laughs> Patriots Patriots are uh, essentially even to win this game the rest of the way. Let me ask you about Player X. Uh, do you believe in him? Do you Are you scared of him? What what happens when you hear he didn't hit Westgate, right? This guy, this is the guy who bet millions on baseball and then was dumping millions on the Eagles. I think the Eagles' money line, although he may have had the uh, spread too, what do you hear about it, or do you just ignore this stuff? No, we, we, we're um, very familiar with it, and we don't ignore it. I, I think it's very interesting. Um, I know a lot of people like to talk about it. I mean, he hit us during the World Series, but he was just, you know, I, I'm not 
scared of him as a handicapper by any means. Mm-hmm. He was just playing that, uh, uh, you know, flip-flop uh, rotation in the World Series. You know, when the team got down by a game, he would play that team. You know, and I mean, it, it, there was a couple of scenarios that he skipped, you know, and I think one time uh, he played when it was maybe it was three or well, he did when it was uh, the seventh game. I think he played the uh, Astros. Mm-hmm. Um, we never heard from him. We we were waiting to hear from him because we're familiar with him. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew that he was playing the Eagles uh, and it wasn't really concerning to us. It's just that we. We, we were kind of hoping that he would bet it early enough because if he was going to look for those type of numbers, right. uh, you know, millions of dollars, and I don't think we would have, you know, our buck, we couldn't take that type of money. But if he bets a million on, you know, a week out or something like that, that's not a problem. It gives us time to, you know, get that money back, which isn't that difficult these days. So um, I, I think he's, I, I just think he's a, a, a really fortunate um player i i i wouldn't hear him as a handicapper well i'm with you too i mean those baseball games top of the ninth four of them were coin flips you know and he ended up winning all of them and you know there was a there was also a story that he may have been an mma fight that went down uh recently but yeah i picture the books i don't know if you're familiar with the wire but omar little used to uh (laughs) <laughs> used to terrorize the neighborhoods, and I, I feel like you guys are like, um, oh, here he comes. What do we do? Do we adjust the line before he gets here, or do we uh, do we just suck it up? And I mean, because I think a lot of the books had sixty five percent of the money on the Eagles before this guy even laid a dollar on anything. So it's it's like, really, what do you do at that point? Yeah, he's he was. Uh, you know, we saw the Philadelphia money come in. We thought, you know, going into it, and that's why we kind of opened lower than some of the other books. We kind of had a sense that there was going to be some Philadelphia support, mm-hmm. and um, you know, we didn't expect that much, though. We, we, you know, it really came in heavy the the first week. You know, after uh, the, you know, as soon as the game was posted, um, it really came in, you know, hot and heavy. Some bigger plays, and then he came in and 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 topped that. But uh, it, it, at that point in time, I wasn't concerned about it because I knew it was early enough that we could, you know, balance it out if needed. Right. Yeah. Well, you don't expect four individual million dollar bets on wagers on either team, uh, Super Bowl time, especially against the Patriots. But this this guy apparently did it. Let me ask you this: Do you think you'll ever be able to certify props like Gatorade color and anthem length, or does the gambling commission just not want to deal with this at all? Well, they're, you know, if they're 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 more concerned about the official results, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, is there is there actual official result of the national anthem, okay? You know, because some people grade it differently, and that's the problem with it. You know, some people grade it as soon as she starts humming, mm-hmm. you know, or the singer starts humming before she kind of gets into it. Mm-hmm. You know, how long does she actually hold that last note? You know, there's there's a uh, there's just not an official result. Um, as far as the color of Gatorade or if Justin Timberlake's going to wear a hat, you know, <laughs> somebody knows that. Yeah. Okay. So those, those type of props, I don't think ever will happen in the state of Nevada. I, we're just too highly regulated. Mm-hmm. I, you know, they, they allowed us to do the MVP, you know, uh, um, 
proposition a few years back, and and we knew that wasn't a problem because it, you, no one knows who's going to be the MVP. And you know, I was kind of silly because the first couple of years they made us cut off wagering for the MVP like a half hour before the game started. Oh, really? <laughs> and, and we're wow. like, okay, that didn't. Yeah, it, yeah, that didn't make sense. But <laughs> hey, we, we were at least we were able to post it. But uh, no, I mean, there's there's certain things that um, that uh, I can see where we could post. I mean, I I personally think that we should be able to book the presidential election. Sure. I mean, how do you rig that? Well, right. Well, I guess that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> we, another subject. We but, may be about <laughs> to find out. We may may find out that shortly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but I know what you're saying. Be, that yeah, would but, be like that. Yeah, the, 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 like the anthem length, yeah. even if they did know the anthem length, like sometimes it's tough because the coverage goes to the network coverage, goes to the fighter jets up ahead, and the singer, he or she may right. not be done uh, singing. But I do did feel like you guys were kind of making a move towards branching out a little. You have the NFL uh, draft props, right? So you you could make the argument that some of these teams know who they're going to draft ahead of time, certainly the GMs and the owners, right? But you got you guys are in for that. Yeah, you know, and that is borderline. I mean, they do make us cut it off, you mm-hmm. know, and, and uh, you know, plenty of time before the draft actually starts. Um, so, yes, they that is a borderline, but every and, and that's why um, the books take really small limits on that, um, just in case someone knows. But I, I don't think you know, uh, organization is going to you know try to get a lot down and then take that player or take a linebacker. Um, or whatever it might be, uh, you know, to, you know, to cash their tickets in Las Vegas. But, gotcha. Yeah. Um, that was, but I, I agree with you though. So I, I do agree with you that there is, you know, the concern there. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I was really surprised that they actually approved that because exactly what you're saying. Um, but that's why, you know, talking to my colleagues, that's why everybody was really taking smaller limits on on those wagers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, listen, you guys are making enough money. I, I don't think you need this. But the only time I think you might consider it, and again, I know it's not your decision ultimately, but if gambling is to become legalized throughout the country and you get these, you know, people feeling not as bad about betting online or something, now you have legitimate competition or is your – your thing, like such a an event, uh, it's so, so event-oriented, it doesn't matter. People are coming to Vegas, they're vacationing, they're making bets. You don't really care about what happens online, if it's legal or not. Yeah, I just think that if it's, you know, regulated and policed like it is here in the state of Nevada, I, you know, you don't have any issues because, you know, people are talking about, you know, some of these bets, and I hear, you know, like silly things like, uh, like on the today show, they're like, Oh, they were betting if they were going to have a wardrobe malfunction in Las Vegas. Yeah, you right. know? And I'm it's like, wrong. no, that's not, that's not accurate. You know, that's not true. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when, 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 the, the lawmakers or legislators around the country hear those kind of things, you know, like, see, this is a concern. Why, why are we going to allow these bets? Well, they don't allow those bets in the state of Nevada. Okay. Right. It's that, and we just went over those reasons. So um, it's a little frustrating when you get that those type of reports out there when they're not accurate, and especially uh, on on the you know 
cusp of, you know, possibly expanding legalized wagering across the country. Yeah, it doesn't help you. It's like when people think that prostitution is legal in Las Vegas. It's just not, right? Or did that change? That that hasn't changed, right? No, you're exactly right. It's only prostitution is not legal in uh, Las Vegas or this county. It's actually in rural areas that it's actually legal. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, You like Pahrump. There's, there's, you know, an hour and a half away from Las Vegas, but uh, it's like, actually there's a open, you know, open container law. I mean, if, if they really want to cite you for open container on the strip, they could do that to you as well. Right. Right. Yeah. You don't have to list all the places it's legal in Nevada. We, we know you're very familiar with it, Jay. We understand. (laughs) We understand where you're coming from. Jay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) What's the, so what's the next big thing? Is it the NCAA tournament or you have some, Winter Olympic props available. I guess you won't have Oscars, right? You can't have Oscars because that's already voted on. So is it just the NCAA tournament that's the next big score? Well, we're trying to talk them into the Oscars because if if we are allowed to accept wagers on, you know, let's say before the voting process or before it's counted or anything like that, something something that we know that couldn't be rigged or, you know, shenanigans, you know, uh, anything like that, you know, I think Oscars would be good. I think that, you know, even if it's a reality show well before, um, you know, it, it plays out. Yeah. Uh, there's certain things like that, you know, um, you know, it's not obviously a tape delayed or anything like that, or there, there's a few events like that, but I mean, right now, I mean, we're, we're just caught our breath. Just, you know, the game was just a couple of days ago. So we're like, um, you know, the, I'll tell you what, it's a story here in town, Sal, is these Golden Knights, okay? Yeah. The hockey team. Right. And it, I, it, I'm telling you, it, it, it's crazy because these games are are like NFL games to us. Every time they play, it doesn't matter if they're home or, or away, mm-hmm. you know, they're big decisions for us. And they, they get more than 10 times the amount of the next most popular hockey game. It, it's, um, you know, the fans have really jumped on it, and we – we have a, every book has liability attached to the Knights. I mean, if, if they win the cup, I mean, we lose a huge, you know, like almost seven figures on this. Wow. Thing. wow. And, and uh, I'm, I'm a season ticket holder, but I'm, listen, I'm cheering for them. I mean, it's great to have a team here. I, I talked to some of my counterparts. They're the same way. I mean, we're all rooting for them. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, uh, you know, with, with maybe a, a little hesitation thinking about, you know, the liability. Uh, but, uh, for the most part, it's been, it, it's been good. I mean, the, especially the beginning of the season, beginning of the season, all the sharp guys bet against them because of the front or expansion team. Yeah. They kept on betting for against them for four weeks and we were really cleaning up on them. But now ever since then, especially over the last three or four weeks now, uh, we're just getting killed on them every night. And, uh, that, uh, you know, we kind of jack it up as much as we can, and we get a little buyback uh, from the Sharks, but the, the public just keeps rolling in yeah, uh, with their wagers on the Golden Knights. I was going to say, you must have to bump it, like, from a month ago to, to now. You must have to bump it, like, 20 cents, right, just to just to encourage equal equal wagering on both sides, right? Who's betting against them at this point? I, really, I mean, yeah. I mean, I know the Blackhawks, I mean, it's like they play the Blackhawks, you know, next week. We're thinking, gosh, that's going to be like $2. Mm-hmm. It's like, who would have thought that the uh, 
the Knights would be a two dollar favorite over the Blackhawks. Yeah, you know, it just it's just amazing. So they they really do get respect from the line makers, not just because you know we get a lot of accumulation of wagers on them, but they're really good. You know, sure. they're they're legitimately good. And uh, they just played the the uh, Capitals at Washington on Super Bowl Sunday. It was a pick 'em. Right. I mean, that's that's insane. I know. Yeah, I know the Caps had their backup goalie, but mm-hmm. I mean, that's just insane. Who would have thunk that? And they won the game, right? They did the, win the game, yeah. and and they were they're right in the midst of a six game road trip. On top of that, that was one of my the few winning props I had: Vegas night goals over <laughs> Brady touchdown passes. Somehow it came through, but yeah, they're the greatest expansion team of all time. I don't even think it's close. They're uh and and, and it's got to give you uh, pause to think like. This is what's kind of going to happen with the Raiders, too. Don't you think you'll just get, like, some – you're going to have to jack those lines up, too, in a couple years. Oh, yeah. Yes, definitely. You know, know, we do get – and for the NFL, the visiting teams will come in and their fans will support them. Um, You know, NFL is a little different because you get a higher volume. But we do – I mean, we already saw it last year. When when the Raiders had success last year, Mm -hmm. it was like one of – if not the most popular betting game every single week because they're, they're fans. I mean, they, it's a true regional team mm-hmm. and they just come out of the woodwork to support this team and they're just dying for success here. And, uh, we, we, we can see that avalanche coming, you know, in a couple of years. Yeah. Well, unfortunately for them, they retreated back into the woodwork this year because they, uh, the Raiders were not good, not <laughs> good in many spots there. It's interesting. Uh, Westgate Hotel, I, you know, I looked on hotel tonight, $26 if you want a room there tonight. You cannot afford not really? to you can't afford not to stay there, I say, Jay, right? People should come by. <laughs> what is wow. it? Let me ask you this, and maybe you could get this off your head like people will leave you alone. This would be a nice moment for you to clear the air. What is the appropriate amount of drink tickets to ask for for a let's say $50 bet? Well, it's a minimum of 50, uh-huh. all right? just to get one drink, okay? The, now, the tellers are instructed, all right, so to give you one drink ticket for your, your $50, and if you bet over 100 you can get two. But um, it's, you know, what what we make off, I mean, we would actually lose money if we gave you a drink ticket for $50. Is so that $50 right? $50 bet. Be, yeah. How you, does that you look work? look at it and say, because... You know, we only hold like four and a half percent, right? That's mm-hmm. what that's what they hold. So you're thinking that it's going to be about, well, I mean, what is it? You know, ten ten percent is five. So let's just say you're holding just a little over uh, two bucks or something like that on that fifty dollar mm-hmm. ticket, and we get charged two fifty from the food and beverage department oh. for that drink. Oh, well, don't don't pay them. You, you don't have to pay them anymore. Yeah. Oh, they, they always, you know, they always make budget. All they do is jack up the prices against them. Right. Speaking of, let me talk to you about that. I want to bring this up earlier. The coin toss is great. I should have brought this up earlier. Because you have the line at minus 102 for heads or tails, and you hope that people don't notice. Because you know, normal line is minus one ten on something that's even. But why do you do it minus one oh two? I well, we just—I mean, it's a coin toss. You know, it's <laughs> like uh, it, 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 it. What's what's going to happen? What 
I tell you what, when we first started doing this, we we actually we we started off at like a dollar five on each side, right. and we're like, man, it's a coin toss, you know. And then we we actually started moving the line, mm-hmm. you know, like oh oh <laughs> heads is minus a dollar uh, seven now, yeah. and tails is a dollar three. And we're like, what are we doing? Okay, this is ridiculous. <laughs> don't move it. Don't ever move it. In fact, let's even lower it down to dollar or two, dollar two, right? And just let them fire away. And I, I tell you what, we we lose, we lost again on Sunday on this thing because mm. it seems like we always need need uh, tails, you know. And right. uh, it it feels like we've lost like nine of the last ten uh, coin tosses. We had we had one guy. I don't know if I told you this before. We had one guy that came in and bet 30,000 he was like, he wanted, he couldn't decide who to bet on, you mm-hmm. know? And he was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll just bet the coin toss. Is that right? And so he put $30,000, $30,000, yeah, $30,000 on the heads. And, uh, yeah, he won. Uh, yeah, no big deal, but, uh, sure made his day, uh, relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many drink tickets did you give that guy? That's interesting. $30,000. bought me a drink. Well, let me ask you this, and I know you have to be careful. You say it's a coin toss. Why would we have the big at 10%? And I'm going to ask you this, and it's, it's not a tricky question. Isn't every bet a coin toss? Isn't the Patriots minus four and a half a coin toss? Yeah, but it's not literally a coin toss. <laughs> but, it, but it is It is a coin toss. You set the line perfectly to, so that everyone's betting on both sides. I know it's not literally a coin toss. Yeah, well, hopefully. I mean, we what we try to do is make both sides appealing, you right. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but you know, you know, the sharp guys they're always finding angles and stuff like that on not every proposition, but you yeah. know, on certain propositions, you never know which ones because you know we we spend ten fifteen minutes on a proposition, you know, and we move on to the next one, you know, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so, you know, some of these guys look at it for days and then, you know, do all this, you know, analysts and, you know, algorithms and you got all this stuff and it spits out that there's a 10 cent value on this side. And, you know, so they'll bet it. But uh, the coin toss is kind of like our uh, freebie to it. And I tell you, it it's great to be in the book during the coin toss. I just I do love it. Oh, yeah. Because everybody, uh, I mean, it, it is just so much, you know. I mean, so much going on. It's just a vibration. It's like a big prize fight, you know, heavyweight title fight. I mean, just so much energy in the room. And then, you know, they get out there, and all of a sudden everybody's quiet. I believe it. Yeah. And then everybody erupts. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's awesome. I don't feel like a man unless I've lost, like, $300 before the kickoff. Like, yeah, I have to have the coin toss, have the anthem, and, like, it's it's weird to be on the plus side before before the kickoff. But, uh yeah, the coin toss is nice. It's like you're, uh, it's like putting pretzels out at the bar. Like you're gonna, you're gonna have it at minus one hundred two just to get people involved. Not expecting anyone to bet thirty grand on it, I bet. But, uh, but it happens, huh? Interesting. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's, uh, it's amazing how it's one of the more popular uh, props that we have up. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, mean, I don't know. People get it. It's just they, they want to be a part of it and. Uh, I'm sure that they've had probably more success than not on, on the coin toss, but uh, you know it's it's one of those bets. Well, we're in Vegas, why not? So right. you know they uh, they 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 have fun with it, and that's what it's meant to be. I mean, it's like I mean, these, most guys will come in and bet. You know, they're one bet on the game, but then they'll have six or seven proposition bets at least. Sure, you know yeah. that's 
that's why propositions make up like six. Well, I, I haven't. Well, it's probably just over sixty percent, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, propositions represent about sixty to sixty-five percent of our total handle now. Well, I think the it's four words. Gambling is the best. That's all. That's all there is to it. That's all you need to, to know. To, <laughs> and I'm very sad that football's going away. It's going to be a very slow 31 weeks ahead. But, Jay, thanks for coming on. Go to the Westgate Las Vegas Casino Resort. Say hi to Jay. Give him $26. He'll get you a room tonight and uh, unlimited drink tickets, Jay, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Twenty six dollars. That's insane. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, <laughs> the suite is like thirty one. I don't know. But uh, yeah. All right. Well, Jay, thanks for coming on. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, let me know if something big happens uh, in the sports book world. We'll have you back on. All right, Sal. Always a pleasure. Oh, uh, Jay Cornegate. Wow, the books win again. I'm, st- I'm starting to think they have the advantage. That'll do it. For another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. If you think you're eligible for our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame or you just want to shoot us an email, do so. Cousin Sal, Against All Odds at gmail.com. Watch Jimmy Kimmel Live at 1135 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta and Jay Cornegie. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Nah, nah, nah. Listen, again, I can't tell you how much I've been loving Hotel Tonight. Hotel Tonight helps you book amazing deals at great hotels. And even though the name's Hotel Tonight, you can actually book up to 100 days in advance in top destinations and up to a week in advance everywhere else. They work with cool top-rated hotels and don't feature those long, endless list of options you have to scroll through. Instead, they show you a select list of the best deals at the best hotels at any given time. So... Start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels. Download the Hotel Tonight app now.